Happy birth year. Birth year. Se- 70. Yes. So 70. Episode 70. everybody welcome back i am scott and i am scott duarte on this side Schnall on that uh welcome happy 70th 70th, 70th. everybody Yay. Yay. shall we just cut on over we shall I think that's the first time it's ever flowed from the theme song right into the i think the, so i think so <laughs> okay so uh news for you um no send me email at scott at education.org spell s-c-o-t-t at e-d-g-y-c-a-t-i-o-n dot o-r-g all right and you can email me at scott duarte s-c-o-t-t-d-u-a-r-t-e all one word all lowercase you know that so well now yes at education.org. Uh, and if anybody wants, you can also hit us at comments at education.org. I believe that's either comment or comments. And go to the webpage and hit the My Chingo and leave us a voicemail. We are so high tech. Yes. Eventually, uh, there's a couple of options for actually being able to telephone dial in. And I haven't actually gotten around to doing that yet. Sweet. But that's a possibility in the future. Uh, you got Morse news? code, we can be reached at um, dot, dot, circle, circle. <laughs> dot, I don't know dot, how they circle, do it. Circle. Dash, dash, dot, 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 dash. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> uh, any other news? It is, I am leaving here uh, in less I than mean, a month. Oh. Exactly. Um, you have news, dude. I do? The oh, producer, yes. that, that, that darn producer of ours who's making me leave japan to work in the states yes uh gave us a new memo yes and uh well you tell it oh the school thing yeah 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 so i got into the doctoral program over at temple university yes the producer said that one of us has to have a phd yeah otherwise or a ddd or we're not legit so edd what did i say E-E-D? I forget. I don't know. So, I, I wasn't paying any attention. Congratulations to Scott Chanel. Yay. Yay. Now I just have to finish it. Though. All right. Probably help if I start. Exactly. There you go. That's right. the news. So here we go. All right. So I know. Uh, okay. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Technical glitch. Yes. Um, this week we have a guest uh, in the studio, uh, Mr. Philip Clark, who is a yes. colleague of ours and uh, also shall be entering. Also shall be a doctor. Yes. He's got the glasses for it. He does. He, well, he, and, and wearing kind of the tweed And the uh, intelligence type. and uh, yeah, clouds, general cloud. Yes. <laughs> and I, I should have already none be of the above. <laughs> yes. And so we are going to be talking today about uh, writing journals 
You have the shirt for a beach bum. I do. I do. You have the shorts for a unemployed <laughs> fat <fool>. dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> write us in. Email us what you're wearing right now. Send nice. pictures. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about writing journals and uh, writing comments to the students. Yes. And yes, I, I, it's sure. my job to reel us back in. But before usually. we do that, before you do that, Philip, please tell us where where are you from? How did you get here? Um, I'm from the U.S. from uh, the state of Alabama, where I was born and raised, and um, did my undergraduate in uh, as well as graduate school at the University of Alabama. This would have been about what eight years ago that I in uh, what? ten years ago. Uh, my undergrad was in English uh, and creative writing, and my my graduate degree was in uh, it was an MA in TESOL, mm-hmm. and uh, from there I um, came here to Japan. To Kansai Gairai, or to well, I uh, first uh, what is it ninety eight or ninety nine? I was in Wakayama, which is uh, in Japan. It is what an hour south of Osaka, at a language school. Doing at the uh, what, ten months at an English language conversation school. I was a teacher teaching adults and teenagers, and my youngest student was three. <laughs> little boy, little girl. Um, <clears throat> Ryota and Mao were their names, and which is amazing to think now they're teenagers. Um, Scary. I could even be teaching them a guide someday. Um, and so, yeah, I was there for 10 months and then was hired at uh, Kansai Gaida University where I was I worked for five years. I left for a short time, um, taught in Nagano and the um, JICA Japan International Cooperation Agency program. I was an uh, English language teacher for their volunteers going abroad. Then came back to Kansai Gata University, where I've been teaching for the last, what, three years. All right. So here I am. Yes, Very that cool. is where I am. Well, welcome, welcome. Excellent. Thank you. So Scott. let's get uh, straight. See, it's easy that way. You just say yes, Scott. You don't right. even have to worry about which one. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> let's get straight into it. So tell us um, what you have the students do for their uh, writing journals and how long you've been doing writing journals and give us a spiel. From the, uh, from the beginning, uh, from the beginning of, um, actually, when I was in graduate school, I was doing, I had an assistantship and I, I taught, um, I taught a uh, f- uh, class of um, students from various countries, first year uh, English composition. That's pretty much what I've been doing on and off uh, the whole time. And I started with them. And I had them all buy this little, uh, what is it, sort of about a B5-sized uh, composition book, all by the same book because it's easier for me to carry. This is what I always tell them. Um, plus, I have a certain, what, neurosis, I guess, about that. <laughs> I, so I get, they all buy the same style book, put their name on it, write journal. And, um, yeah, uh, different levels. Uh, we all do the same thing. Um, I have... Over the years, experimented with different sizes of journals, and, and you know, it's how much you have to read, how much you have to write. Um, and now it's yeah, about a B5 book. They um, they write their their ideas, their thoughts. Usually, the first journals are introductions. You know, I am from my, my parent. I have this many people in my family. Yada yada. And as the year goes on, uh, they say more. I usually leave the topic open. Okay. Yeah. Um, just a little sidebar for those of you in the states. B five is um, smaller than letter size. Yeah, a little bit bigger than half a half a page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how much do you have them write per entry? Well, they write an entry every week, 
um, every student writes one journal every week, and they write one page. And I tell them no more than a page because uh, I can't be reading. Well, I can, but I don't want to read that, <laughs> that much every week. So yeah, it's I mean it's it's a lot of reading to do. Seventy-five pages if you have the class three classes of twenty-five, which is essentially what I have now. Um, yeah, one page. Wow. Yeah. So do you have them do the writing in class? No, no. Um, no, uh, they, it depends on the schedule that I teach, uh, the, the class, the, the, day cla the days that I meet the certain students. With my um, what highest level of English class, they give me their journal back on, on um, when is it, when do they give it back? They give it back to me on Thursday, right? I keep it over the weekend. I give it back to them on Monday, so they have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night to write it. So it's essentially like that for each class. Okay. I, I, I take it up, I give it back, uh, rotation once a week. But they, they write it at home or wherever. Okay. Question? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so you have them writing, and that's pretty standard. Um, the whole question is, should, should you respond to their writings? Um, this is more kind of just free writing. You're not looking – are you looking for grammar, for spelling mistakes, things like that, or – that all slides, it's just fluency writing. On uh, essays and uh, short paragraph writing and that sort of thing, other type of assignments, I do mark grammar. For journals, I tell them at the beginning of the year, uh, when they first, part of the journal description, is I will not mark your grammar unless you ask me to mark your grammar. And if I mark your grammar, um, I don't respond. I don't write a, uh, I don't respond to what you've written. So it's sort of a trade-off. If you want me to mark your grammar, I'm not going to sit there and type out a paragraph or two in response. And a lot of times, students are happy with that. They, they always write, uh, please mark my grammar. And then some students would prefer to have a... It's like a conversation. That's how I see it and how I, how I frame it when I give them the first assignment. So I guess to answer your question, it depends on the student, what the student wants. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and what's usually the breakdown? Um, probably 5% want me to mark the grammar, mm -hmm. but there's always some. And uh, even those students, they will, I tell them, you can switch up from week to week. If you decide this week, you know, you, know, you particularly want this to be a perfect entry, you, you can write, please write my grammar. So, yeah. Most students want comments. Okay. So I thought I heard you say you typed the response? Yes. Ouch. Well, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. For me, it's easier to type, and it's faster to type, and, um... There's the yeah there's no there's the the tedium of uh, printing it out and then uh, giving it you know sliding that uh, small comment into their journal, but I'll just um, type out the whole class. I'll sit there read journals, sit in front of my computer, type each response. So I end up uh, just uh, printing out about five sheets at the end, and on those five sheets will be each comment, and I'll just cut those up, jam them in the books, um, and. It, the more you do, the more you realize, for me, oh, typing is faster and mm -hmm. easier mm -hmm. on the wrists. You sit there and you're scrolling out uh, responses. They tend to be a lot shorter if I handwrite them. And, and for mm -hmm. me, it's much easier for my students to read them if I type it than Absolutely. if I write especially it. student number 23. Uh, when you're, you know, your, your hand is cramping, you're, you're tired of uh, your handwriting, it's messier. Yeah, sure. Yeah. When you first started uh, having the students do journal writing, did you always respond to them? Or do you find yourself responding in greater detail now or less detail than... Well, here's the thing. Um, yeah, shorter back in the day. Actually, back in the day, I hand, I hand, my responses were handwritten. I've changed that uh, 
through experience. Um, back in the day, they were a lot shorter. My responses were a lot shorter, sometimes one or two sentences. Sometimes now, if I give them three or four sentences, I figured, well, I've responded. But uh, I have written more than they've written. I've written three-page responses to a wow. page of journals because uh, it depends on their topic. And I'll tell, I'll tell them that. I try to balance it. I don't want them to, as some classes do, they will compare. <laughs> like, oh, you know, he wrote this much and he only wrote this much on mine. So I'll try to, um, if, I've, if I realize, you know, I've, I've written a not-so-long response for a particular student, I'll try to balance it out the next week. Um, but, yeah, they've gotten longer, to answer your question. Sure, sure. As I, and it, probably three pages. That, that seems extreme, but that doesn't happen all the time. Right. But sometimes I'll write a really long response. Uh, with, you know, the response that uh, if, if my mind goes and wanders off for the topic they've been talking about, and, and it's just like, as I say, a conversation. Sometimes uh-huh. you talk more, sometimes you talk less. Yeah. So per class, how much time are you spending? Ah, that's a good question, actually. I just responded to some journals a few days ago, and it took me about... 40 minutes for one class, but it was my, again, high-level class. Mm-hmm. And they were, um, with a high-level class, I can, what, use more slang. I can be more sort of... Um, hip. Yeah, You're the as hip I am. teacher. As I am, yes. <laughs> yeah, be more natural, I suppose. Not worry so much about having to send them off to the dictionary to, to read every word I write. Mm-hmm. So with them, I, I'm I'm writing more. Do you try to challenge them more with your vocabulary, not just the slang, but? Well, with the slang, the, I, the reason I said slang is with the higher class, higher level class of English, I will use slang uh, because a lot of them are, are sort of savvy to the slang. But with the lower level class, I don't hold back on vocabulary words because they can consult the dictionary. And it it is the kind of thing where they will often, I'll get the journal back and I'll see they've sort of annotated my response and they've written you know this word means this and it's a way for them to they have a, a vested interest in looking up the vocabulary word if it's something right. written to them so I don't pull punches in terms of using you know I don't dumb it down for my lower level classes but with the higher level classes I do use more slangy type uh, more pop culture references for example if they've been abroad and that sort of thing uh huh mm-hmm. no yes <laughs> indeed <laughs> and and usually What's the feedback you get from the students from your comments? Well, <clears throat> something about the journals, which I have only come to realize after u- doing them for years, um, it can get, with a, particularly with a higher level class, they will begin to, as I said before, their journal, the topics change from simple introductions to more complicated uh, type of things, but they will get fairly uh, straightforward with you in a way that they do not in class. I know my writing students. It's a reading-writing course, a uh, composition course, as I say. I know them in some ways better than I know my students in my speaking-listening class because every week I read a page from them, from each individual student written to me. It's like a letter, a page letter. And eventually, you, after a year, you get to know them in ways that you don't in a classroom if you had not done the journals. Okay, we want juicy examples. No <laughs> names, just just. That brings dirt. up an interesting point. I, I tell them from the beginning. Obviously, their journal is theirs. But I tell them from the beginning, nothing that you write in your journal will I reveal to another teacher or to a student. 
and uh, they're free. They're obviously free to show each other the journals and what I write. Um, but I tell them, obviously, it's kind of a joke. I tell them, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, you can write whatever you want, but please don't tell me. If you write, you know, I killed a man, then uh, I have to, you know, deal <laughs> with that. Act. Right, right. Uh, and of course, you get the requisite, you know, tittering. Um, they, you know, they they get it. Um, but they do, because they know it's what private. They they mm -hmm. will tell me things that. Um, they might want to say to my face, but are too shy to say things like, you know, they're worried about the class. They're having trouble with this or that. Um, they're pretty good about not talking about other teachers or things that they would be compromising for me to, to hear. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, even personal problems that they're having, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> for those of you thinking about doing journals, don't let this scare you off. <laughs> you don't necessarily become the counselor. There is that potential, but I try to... I try to keep it light while taking them seriously, um, and they do ask for the occasional bit of advice about things, you know. Uh, and I and I constantly remind them that uh, it's a critical thinking uh, class. So I tell them, you know, don't necessarily listen to my advice. You know, do what you're going to do. And uh, but I'll yeah I'll engage them. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see? Um, have you tried using this? Uh, online or, or through forums or things like that on Moodle or anything like I've that? I've used Moodle. I've done the forums. Um, I have to say that um, I probably haven't put as much effort into that as I, as I could have or should have. Um, you know, I, I am a bit of a, um, I wouldn't say Luddite, but I do like the pen and paper thing. Uh, you now you can say well but you type your responses it's true <laughs> but uh you yes, know but i type them on paper yeah on, on paper that's right <laughs> it, or they print them on paper uh yeah they they and actually this year for the first time i've had a student who who does what i do he types his journals and pastes them into that book mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then i type my responses and give them to him so it's like it's the whole journal is this typewritten thing well let me get back to on, the online um aspect using forums and this sort of thing i think it's great but I think it's different than what I'm doing. Yeah, I think uh, it, it seems like it would shift the, the character of it yeah, a great deal. Uh, I mean, I suppose you could have anonymous posts and forums, but um, the whole sort of conversational one-on-one -on -one aspect would well, be lost. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. could you, because I don't know, I've used Moodle, but not to that extent. Could you make private so the students, the forums that they post aren't? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So that <clears throat> so that the teacher would be the only one to see. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a messaging system that would be similar, but I don't think it would be able to maintain the, the longevity. Right. Of you know you wouldn't be able to flip back and look at what what happened before. I don't think. What uh -huh. what comes to my mind, uh, if I may interrupt, is Please. that uh, the journals um, you can I give them a year has gone by. There are, if you meet with a class uh, what, 14, 15 weeks, you've got at the end of the year 13 or 30, rather, 30 journals. Mm -hmm. uh, I tell them at the beginning of the year, buy, buy a 50-page book or, you know, 35, 40-page book. At the end of the year, you've got that journal. And they inevitably, these are first-year students. They end up going abroad, most of them. They come back. Um, their English has improved. Some of them significantly has improved. Assuming they do keep them, they can have then this record in their own handwriting and in my uh, typewriting <laughs> <laughs> of uh, their first year in ways which I think saving a file or having a forum post, which you then save in a text format. They'd never go back to would, 
they might, they might, but it's certainly not as easy to, you look on your shelf, you've got this book. Mm-hmm. And it's something, you know, whether, I mean, maybe a small percentage of them would keep this as a souvenir or memorabilia or whatever, but I think it's something that could be done. And so there's that maybe sentimental value that uh, they could have. Mind you, I do, <laughs> I have uh, three or four journals in my office that students never came and picked up. So, <laughs> so, uh, so the other half yeah, of the crowd is Well, yeah, I mean, too. Th- there will always be those who do and those who don't. Sure, yeah. But but there's uh, you know there, there there's an aspect that you wouldn't get from having it uh, in let's say digital format or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 do you find them including anything else besides just writings do they they put in photos do they put in it depends on the student but yes I had a student who uh, last year actually who would put uh, she'd cut out from magazines um, pictures or she'd paste in photos. Or she just uh, write by different letters cut out from different yeah, magazines. Yeah, and I'm going to ransom, ransom letters. letters. Yeah, yeah. Well, since her name's on the journal, that wouldn't work so well. But, <laughs> but and I've had students, also uh, artistically inclined students, uh, once they know they can. Usually, actually, uh, sometimes in the first semester, I'll say include with your next journal an illustration of some sort. Once they know they can do it, then you see a whole different world open up. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of st- people doing things like that. But uh, they have to. Uh, I tell them to make sure you have a page of text that you're writing. It is a writing exercise, after all, so uh, they have to write at least a page and then include any sort of uh, embellishments or um, embroidery off to the side mm-hmm. or, or pictures or, or whatever. Yeah, I've had students do it. It's a handful in the entire time I've done it, but yes, yeah, some do. They're artistically inclined, sure, and it's always nice to see. And again, that uh, adds to the sort of uh, souvenir aspect of it later on. Right. Mm-hmm. Go back and see the stick men they drew in their first year. <laughs> <laughs> they become Van Gogh later on. What about um, for your speaking listening classes? Do you try to employ any techniques? I, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have them writing, but any kind of audio journals or, or things? I used to. Um, actually got the idea from a, a guy who used to teach at Guide. Uh, I took over his class. I came midway through the year. His name is, uh, can I say his name? Sure. His name is Dan Reeb. I'd never even met him, but he, um, he taught a, a communicative English class that I took over which was essentially um, speaking listening. And they had, back in back then, this is 99, they had uh, cassette tapes. And he, they would do cassette tapes where I would give them a topic. They would then go record the tape, bring the tape back, give it to me. I would record a response onto that tape, give it back to them. Hmm. This was a lot of work. It's a lot harder putting cassette tapes in, listening to them, and recording, just in terms of privacy with an office mate, with various things, mm-hmm. ambient noise going on, than it is to write in a journal. Mm-hmm. So I did it for about a half a year. Um, and, I, and since it had not been my creation, I didn't work out the kinks on my own, and I, I abruptly stopped doing it. But uh, I have done what I call oral um, spoken journals. With the spoken journals, students would actually, I would uh, schedule meetings with them to come in the office and sit there for five minutes. And I'd give them a topic, and they'd talk about it. Or they'd bring a topic and talk about it. And I would uh, usually keep it in a conversational format, but uh, not so much like them asking me, what do you think about? Because then it ends up, I'm the one talking. So the oral journal would be, you know, they, they sit in and they come to the office and talk. But again, that's, you have to work according to their schedule. Their students, right. they have part-time jobs, they have classes, and obviously you you can't just sit down and, get, and, and, and you know, crank out 24 responses as you can when you're writing it. Right. So it's harder with a Spoken and then schedule, scheduling and, and everything harder. else yes. that comes along with it. Yes, plus, um, you know, they get, there's the whole, uh, what, affective filter of sitting there in the teacher's office uh, on the spot 
that uh, when they're writing journals and writing classes, they can write their journal wherever they want mm-hmm. on a train. That's true. You know? It's very similar. The, your writing journal is very similar to the style that I used to do, um, except I didn't read them often. At all? Yeah, basically at all. Yeah, because it was a secret friend journal. Ah, uh, you know, I've seen people doing this. Yeah, yes, yes. and it. Uh, so my three writing classes were about the same level. So I had them come up with pseudonyms, mm-hmm. put uh, their name, put their pseudonym on the on the title on the cover title, and then they would start basically a really similar idea. Mm-hmm. They'd start with the the self introduction, leaving out any detail. Right. Um, and then I would take and collect all of those, schlep them back to the office, mm-hmm. and then the next class would get their letters. Uh-huh. And uh, so the books would rotate through the three classes. So then the, um, secret friend the same student journal. wasn't necessarily reading the same journal every time? No, they did because they, did. They, okay. they would come up and pick up their pseudonym because their pseudonym was on, on the title. Did they ever do the some cover. sort of like uh, detective work? To they try to find totally out did. And yeah, usually by did. the end of the first semester, they knew exactly who, was, right, who else right, was in right, their right. journals. But. Yeah, well, this is a good way sort of cross-class what, pollination of uh, it, it's English good. writing. It's I good. I got the idea from Scott and, and tried that. And as long as you have... Uh, people who are always showing up to class. That's an issue. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because so what then happens there. if someone's absent and their secret friend is gone? Um, didn't get a chance to. Then it's a drag for that person to get their own stuff back. But what I would find is they would start writing letters like, "You people, you need to come to class because mm. I'm, you know, I want to talk to talk to you about this stuff and this is what I want to do and right. please come to class. Right. And so right. it was a weird sort of peer pressure that would, you know. Uh, What's the evaluation like? I mean, for you as a teacher in terms of is this, how do you evaluate these? How do you grade? It them? wasn't, it was a fluency, did it, didn't, did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was about it. Um, right. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for, you know, uh, Ambrose Pierce letters or anything like that. Right, but, right, 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 um, right. And, it, and for it, you? Mostly a participation I do. I'm looking for the Ambrose Beers, yes. <laughs> no, I would. Uh, I tell them 10 points every time you turn it in. It's got to be a page. If it's not a page, you might they might get seven points or something. But if it's a full page, you turn it in, you get 10 points automatically. doesn't matter if your grammar is horrible or whatever. If you turn it in, you get the points. And it's another. that's another sort of what inspiration for them to do it because it's free points. Motivation. Motivation, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So um, but although, mind you, there are some students who forget. And I tell them, if you forget your book... You write it on. If as soon as you realize you've forgotten your book today, write it on a piece of B five paper. Turn it in. You can always paste it in your book later. Mm-hmm. And I have some students who consistently do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to ask. If yep. they, if they, and same yeah. thing goes for if I miss class. If they miss yeah. class. Yeah, I, I don't want to punish them. It's a writing exercise, and if they can write it and they can turn it in, fine. So, as long as they do hold on to the books uh, somewhere. I don't like it when they lose their their book. Mm-hmm. That's annoying, but that happens too sometimes. Rarely. Do you paste your comments in, or do you just slip they it do. in there? They paste it. I, I went through a phase where I was doing it, but I thought, you know what? They have the paste. They got the glue. <laughs> I cut it out. I put it in. I say, please paste it every time, and they do. You know, they, some kids staple it in, <laughs> tape it, or in there. as long as it's secured in there. Uh-huh. I have been walking down the halls and seen my journal comments on the ground, <laughs> uh, and then usually I'll pick it up, and their name is always uh, at the beginning with a dash, and then my comments. So I'll bring it to class the next day, and, and I'll say, look where I found this. They're all very abashed, and you know they apologize. So that's another reason for them to. Uh, that's the reason I give, so I don't find these floating around somewhere, or somebody else finds them floating around. Right, right. Yeah, so they they're pretty good about it. And cool. and how do you find this all works with uh, class morale and 
general atmosphere within the classroom? Well, you know, it's almost like I feel, you know, I was saying before, you get to know your students, but it's weird because in some ways you, you still don't know them because for the whole year you've gotten these journals. And so, you know, they're filing out the last day of class. I know all this stuff about them. They've heard all these responses from me. But still, I don't know if it's because we're in Japan and there's this uh, um, uh, maybe a Japanese tendency to, to keep a wall between the, the, the sensei and, and the students. But they don't, you know, it, sometimes it doesn't translate into real life, mm -hmm. real world mm -hmm. communication. They, they're not as forthcoming, sometimes ever, as they are in their journals. So uh, it's know. a magic book with no face on it. It's true. It's true. My name is at the end. Their name is there. But uh, it's like the internet in some ways. You know, mm -hmm. so there's an not anonymity, but you're uh, actually a 14 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I have a very good costume designer, a good mask. <laughs> yes. All right. Any uh, final comments, thoughts? Thank you for. Uh, Showing such interest in these, no one ever has before. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, ah, it's good, big, and, it, and I think it has very uh, practical use, as you've um, outlined for us. I will say this. Oh, sorry, mm. I'll say this. Uh, teachers come into the class, what do you want to do the next year? Anything that Philip did well, second-year teacher will ask them that. Without question, they'll always say that we like the journals. Um, and I would say, if I stop the journals tomorrow, uh, it would be a less interesting class. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's one of the best things I do for mm -hmm. me and maybe for them, but certainly for me. Um, one more question before we before we take off. Um, so you're using this in a university-level room. Yes. Do you think it would translate well to a high school? Depends on the fluency of these kids, but okay. sure. Uh, why not? Yes, absolutely. Okay. What would be the minimum fluency, do you think? Well, you know, we talked about B5 earlier. Uh, smaller book. <laughs> less to write. It takes them longer to write a full page if their level is smaller. And um, you have to work with their level, see what they can do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then your responses have to uh, you know, go along with that. Yeah. Cool. All Excellent. right. Thank you very much for stopping Thanks, guys. in. If you have a question for Philip, you can email it to us and we will forward it on. Yep. And uh, you have our email addresses. <laughs> but I will review Scott Duarte at education.org. And you can get Scott at Scott at education.org. Yes. So. And uh, I think that is pretty much it. We don't have a whole lot else we need to wrap up. But, yeah, uh, we'll probably um, we'll try to kick out a show for next week. And then we yeah. might be on hiatus for yeah. a little is bit while we um, do technical... Uh, We'll try to figure out the technical <laughs> uh, operations of doing it across the water. How did you become an English teacher? Uh, <laughs> you speak in front of students, you right? See our well, yes, see but it's Friday at 6 p.m., <laughs> and you know what? Well, there is that. So because it's Friday at 6 p.m., thank you again, Philip, and congratulations Thanks, guys. on the thank you. Uh, temple thing. Back to you, yes. And, uh, see you in the class. We is <laughs> out of here. Take care, everyone.